Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We head to Sydney now, Marshy, because your old mate Mertz joins us. G'day, Andrew Mertens. How are you? Hello, guys. Nice to chat to you. Yeah, good to chat to you, mate. Thanks for making time. I know you're probably in, in between some uh, high-wheeling deal and a and a frosty one at this time of the day in Sydney, so uh, appreciate your time, mate. <laughs> I wish. I've been trying to keep dry over here for the last six weeks, as you've probably seen. Yeah, well, that'd be, that'd be the first time in a long time I'm picking. You come to Sydney, they said. The weather's got to be better than Christchurch, they said. <laughs> no chance. It's been too Mate, you can... Anyway, the, the, the rugby's gone on. You probably saw, obviously, that's... Uh, uh, on Saturday night, there was a, quite a contrast between you know a couple of weeks ago at Suncorp Stadium when it was underwater by about a foot. Um, so the fact that they're even playing on grounds like that is quite incredible. Yeah, yeah, it is. The ground staff need to be applauded for that, mate. Um, what did you make of uh, your, your old uh, your old team, the Crusaders, say uh, getting nipped in the bud by the uh, the Chiefs at home for the first time in a long time? Well, I've got to tell you, I'm not proud of it, but I did tip the Chiefs Chiefs victory, and only because. They have been you know, a bit of a nemesis team, like Marshy, as you'll remember. Hurricanes used to be ours back in the day, and it really just seems like the Chiefs at the moment can uh, can hit redial at times on the Crusaders, and somehow managed to get through with the win. And, um, you know, Crusaders started off with a hiss, and they're all fantastic watching that first half, and, and I did think it was just going to be business as usual, but Chiefs just stuck in there, stayed close enough, and, and then, of course, struck pretty quickly at the end, so... Just fantastic footy, you know. Clearly, I'd love to see the uh, the Crusaders win every game, but I think it's good for the competition for these sort of results. So one of the one of the three unbeaten teams has been taken down, and now we await Brumbies uh, and, and Reds. I think uh, it needs to be tripped up over here. Thanks, Marshy. Here, hey, thanks for joining us. We actually spoke to Matt Burke yesterday on the radio. He said he'd been to a long lunch with you, and he's still suffering the effects. <laughs> so you must put him to the sword. I tell you what, he put the long in lunch on that occasion. That was uh, that was pretty grueling. Somebody had the mistake to ask him about a couple of his uh, his favourite goal kicks of all time. He blow by blow. Have you ever asked him about his golf? Sure, you have. Ask him about his golf. You get all eighty five shots one after the other and come out of the water. So, uh, I, mean, I reckon we could have done it out of there in about forty five minutes. And that's coming from someone like me. <laughs> Hey, look, um, I wanted to ask you about something tactically that the Crusaders are doing that I noticed on the weekend, and it's pretty hard to pick up probably on the TV, but it's something that you experienced as well. So, Richie Moonga, when the Crusaders are defending, they're having him um, defending from the wing. Um, do you think that's good for for a team to be doing that? You know, um, I know why they're doing it, obviously, because they probably want him then to be able to backtrack and, and launch that counter-attack being a, a second receiver, but I just I, I just wonder, does it upset your rhythm? Because I know that you went through that yourself. Yeah, mate, I, I preferred not to. I mean, as we know, I wasn't a wonderful defender, but um, it didn't mean I wanted to avoid it. I don't think Richie Moore wants to avoid it. I don't think any team wants to. Um, I, I think it's just a matter of physics and, and you know, realising that as a channel that, that every team does attack. It's the kind of the easiest yards to make, close to the scrum particularly. So, 
you know, it's just saying, look, we're going to stack it with a with an even bigger, stronger tackle. Mong is brave, makes good tackles. Um, do you want to get hit by Richie Moonga or by Tom Christie? You know, so um, that's mm. that's obviously the rationale behind it. I'd prefer not to because I think the other part of the other role for for a team is who's played that position all their life is the organisation factor. You know, you do feel a little bit out of it. It's very hard to pick your time as to when you get back in the defensive line and, and part of that organisation and, and communication is the role that the team does play. Um, but in saying that, I mean, they, they train it pretty hard out and so, you know, you'd hope that, that they don't lack much in organisation when the team's taken out. But, you know, a lot of teams are doing it as well. In fact, sometimes you see the teams defending in the hooker position in the line-out mm. in that five-metre channel, you know, which... Gee, I think I'd rather be standing out uh, in the normal position for a team getting <laughs> blokes running at you harder than getting a hooker run at you from the front of the line-out. Yeah, good point. Now, they, 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 I see they do use that a bit in Australia. Well, let's. what what have you made of the Crusaders so far this season? Like, let, Let's face it. So the, the Hurricanes game and the Chiefs game at the weekend, they were absolutely dominated territory and possession-wise. So they lost those stats. Um, obviously, they... Um, they won the Hurricanes game, but uh, you know they lost the game at the weekend. But they one point in arrears of uh, ahead of the Highlanders in the match there in the 69th minute. Have they found their mojo yet? What are they looking no. a little vulnerable, or do you just think that they are going to go in another gear now that they've suffered a loss? You'll know obviously from seeing them closer, Marshall, a lot better than I will. Um, I don't think they've lost their mojo. I don't do I think they're hitting their straps or sort of trying to fire on all cylinders at the moment or any other sort of cliche you want to imagine. Uh, I don't think they are. And I think the Brumbies are something similar over here as well, where, you know, they know it's a longer competition, a longer competition than we've had for the last two years. You know, so I think there is a little bit of, um, you know, let's not give all our game away just yet. There's a, there's a long way to go. Um, in saying that, yeah, you're right, the, the, the Crusaders, one of the hallmarks of the game that traditionally has been miserly with, with giving up possession, hasn't it? It's been dominating that possession and, you know, 55 sort of towards 60% of possession. And particularly, they've got the firepower that all these, these North Island teams have, all in the Highlanders, of course. You've got the firepower like that. And, and, you know, Crusaders are a bit more about structure, not completely. They, they, they balance it pretty well. But the firepower that the the other teams have got, you know, if you're giving up more than 50%, it's kind of inviting problems a little bit. So I think maybe just holding on to the ball, but they, you know, they've, they've looked really good in parts. Yeah, they're flicking that very first um, first game where, you know, they just dominated the, the, the first 20 minutes and, you know, just didn't get over the line. I think they have, that's the other issue with the Crusaders or the other thing that is a little bit uncharacteristic is they with the position they had had and the phases they get through and have a million bucks, but without getting over the chalk maybe as many times as we might have expected. So that's probably the two things I'd like to improve on, holding on to position a little bit more and scoring more points um, when they do have their opportunities. But, gee, they look so good at times. It's like they're on the brink of it at any moment, and we know they can score points quickly. So, I mean, I'm not too worried, I don't think. Razor will be too worried. I don't think old Crusaders like yourself, Marshall, be too worried. We know that they're there for the long haul and uh, they'll be ironing out things and they're pretty pretty quick to sort out any issues as well. Hey, Mertz, um, obviously we saw Richie Morgan start the game for the first time this season on the weekend. Before that, Fergus Burke was uh, was getting the nod. Uh, what do you make of his development from uh, Canterbury NPC through to sort of super level? 
Yeah, I think he's going well, actually. I think, um, you know, he's obviously a very, very different person and personality from Richie Maunga. So, you know, we don't want to have expectations of him to be another Maunga. He's got to bring his own game. But I think he's just going about his business really well. Just a tidy player. Kind of a, a bit more in the Brett Cameron mould, but I think he's got a lot more more potential. I think he's developing um, a, a lot better. Um, and, yeah, like I say, just the confidence. And he's sitting in there and... and Having to boss guys around who are pretty established players around them, so that you know that takes a little bit of time unless you're really cocky, and unless you've got a cocky halfback mate as well, that always helped me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and the, the two of us between us, we knew that they couldn't uh, couldn't come and clip us across the lip, the both of us, you know. So we just sort of took it in turns yapping at these big forwards. But uh, no, I, th- I think he's, he's gone well, Fergus Burke, and I, I don't think he's trying too hard. To, to be a, a Ricky Monger, which I think is important. I think he's just being himself, and I think he's being encouraged to do that. So, you know, kicking his goals and doing doing, doing things cleanly and tidily, and I think a great example of that in Crusaders' colours, as he was in all black colours, is also Dan Carter, who didn't try to do something extraordinary, even though he could. Every time he touched the ball, just, you know, was really priding himself on... Um, just being very, very clean and accurate with everything he did. So, no, I think I think Fergus Burke's going well, and I think he's got a good sort of a demeanour about him. It's just a good, good feel to him. They've got the Blues arriving into town this weekend, um, which will present a challenge. Obviously, there'll be some form of a response after being beaten in Christchurch, which hardly ever happens. In fact, I saw a unicorn on the field. Um, so, <laughs> what... What have you made of the Blues? Are they capable of coming down and upsetting the Crusaders in Christchurch? Yeah, absolutely they are. I think they're a little bit like the Crusaders as well in that they've looked a million bucks you know, a lot of the time without necessarily getting the points to reflect that. I think they've, they've got much, you know, many more points in them, the Blues. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd be a bit nervous about that if, if I had money on the Crusaders this weekend, I think. You know, it's rare that they lose two, two in a row at home, but um, the Blues, I think, will be full of confidence and um, giving it a good go. You know, they could have scored a bit more the other day uh, against the Highlanders, probably, and they've just got just talent throughout it. And I think they'll be really, really focused on this game and really upset. So, yeah, I think it's shaping up as a cracker. I'm sure you're happy to get it out of the way on the Saturday night, Marshy, and have a relaxing Sunday. Get out and lay some, some of your beer down the Wakatipu Lager or whatever you're getting out of the lakes down there and stuff, mate. So it gives you a, a bit of a great Sunday, which is probably nice. I've, I've been reliably informed it's the last time the Blues beat the Crusaders in Christchurch. Benji was in the team. So uh, if, if league converts are anything to go by, if Roger Tuivasa-Shek is fit, it's, uh, it's Blues time, isn't it? Is that how it works? It wasn't that. So it wasn't that one where Carlos gave the Marshall family the bird up in the stand. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do, I see. There's a documentary that you've been in, uh, interviewed for actually about Carlos coming on Sky Sports soon, Mertz. Uh, it's interesting because a, a guy who's a very good friend of mine, who's a big fan of yours, used to uh, all the time in the '90s when I worked with him refer to the Auckland rugby team as Carlos and the hairdressers. <laughs> You're likely to say much about hairdressing at all. I, I wanted to stay right out of that subject entirely, so I couldn't comment. But uh, 
Yeah, that was a, that was a fun hour. I love being called up to say, "Can you come and talk about another fly half that played at the same time as you?" <laughs> Everyone calls the king. Good exercise and biting my tongue for an hour. <laughs> I probably should do it more often. <laughs> Where's my doco? Where's my doco? Ah, oh, mate, Mertz, thanks very much for coming on. Legend as always. My uh, probably my you talked about uh, flipping the bird to the Marshall family up in the stands. My favourite, uh, I think, uh, my memory of you uh, running around in a Canterbury jersey is when you gave the Mary Vale salute to a bunch of South Africans. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, uh, that's uh, probably my proudest moment now. I was fairly, fairly ignominious at the time, and I got wrapped over the knuckles by the rugby union, but it's about the only shot on, uh, on you'll ever find on YouTube of me sort of showing some sort of aggression, so I'm pretty proud of it. <laughs> good stuff, Mertz. Go well, brother. Thanks very much for your time. <laughs> yeah, Cheers, guys. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, good to, good to talk to you, mate. There you go. That is in the red.